Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with author Michelle Carice. Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Series, Michelle. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started. And also about <laughs> your last name, because that is one. I love that last name. Okay, awesome. Um, okay, so um, let's see. I'll start with the, the origins of my last name. Um, so it's Michelle Carice. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to have been named for my siblings. So I have a brother who's Mike or Michael and Michelle is the feminine form of Michael. And I have two sisters, Karen and Denise. So it's a concatenation of their names, right? Mm -hmm. But what happened was I was born in the time when uh, (laughs) the father's give the information for the birth certificate and mm-hmm. somehow some way my dad completely fouled it up so Carice is not my middle name I have a different middle name <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story okay um, so in terms of just background of how long I've been writing I am a an extreme newbie from the writing front. Um, I started writing in 2017 and I started with writing 50 Shades of Grey uh, fan fiction. (laughs) And of course, I'm not the person who ever does anything halfway. Like I go from zero to 100 at all times. I was like, oh, I'm gonna write a book. And everyone was like, ah, yeah, right. Oh, I'm so sure you're going to write a book. I'm like, no, I'm going to write a book. And um, what happened was there's this book by Shonda Rhimes called The Year of Yes. And it's really um, this thought that anytime someone asks you to do something that may be outside of your comfort zone, then you say yes and you challenge yourself to move beyond uh, the self-imposed boundaries. And so as a part of kind of my attempt to grow, (laughs) I started writing books and it really, really helped me because I work in technology. The only thing that I write are like system requirements. And I was speaking in very uh, technology-based syntax, right? And it was impacting not only just how I was performing on my job, but also in my personal life. So I set out and set a goal for myself to write a book and to teach myself how to write. (laughs) And so um, what came out of this was 
really just this tremendous amount of growth um, in three years. Like three years ago, there's no way would I have ever thought that I would have something interesting to say in a podcast, but yet <laughs> here, here we are. are, here we are. <laughs> so that's, that's the long-winded story of mm-hmm. how I became an author. Yeah. Well, I can totally understand the not being able to do anything half-assed because I am that girl as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's become something where I'm like, do not start any new hobbies. Do not start any hobbies. Because now it's no longer a hobby, it becomes a business. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> you know don't don't start this because now it's like you know 10 groups later um but yeah no it's I totally understand that but that is so awesome that you decided to get out of that comfort zone and say yes to everything it's so scary Mm -hmm. though oh my Mm -hmm. god it's so scary um Mm -hmm. so much so that I think I'm going to pick up that book just to read it no it's a really good book and Mm -hmm. it and it wasn't like I can truly say that that year that I read that book and I did that challenge, like my life changed for the better. Like I found myself speaking at professional conferences and, you know, I finally had uh, an answer, an interesting answer to the question. So what is it that you like to do? Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> like, which one do you want? Do you want what I really am thinking or what you think you want me to say? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that is awesome. And it is very difficult to get out of those comfort zones and mm-hmm. to believe in yourself. And because we are our worst critics. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. our worst critics mm-hmm. um and when we get into that mindset of negativity it's hard to get out of mm-hmm. so I am glad that you kicked that concept to the curb <laughs> and here we are, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. so the books that you've written thus far have been within the contemporary romance genre what is it about that genre specifically that you like so much that you've written in it so far well um I like I like the idea that I'm writing something that could potentially mirror someone's life. Um, I really started writing so that I could see myself in a book. (laughs) Um, And so that's, that's really the reason I did contemporary, even though I have love for all genres of romance, especially historical. Mm -hmm. But um, I know, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for historical, (laughs) writing historical romances, right? (laughs) Oh, no, knowing you and how you don't have ass at that point, you're going to be (laughs) like traveling abroad and and, and figuring out the corset concept and how that's going to happen. Yeah, no. (laughs) I mean, it is a business expense if that helps. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I am well aware of that. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. so within that con- uh, question of the subgenres and romance itself, because there are so many, aside from the the historical side, are you thinking that maybe you'll you know 
dive into any of the other genres that are out there, whether it's a paranormal, um, again, historical or anything else like that in the near future, or you're going to be like just holding off for it right now? No, I've been, I've been kicking around the idea of coming up with a pen name and doing some urban romance. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. Um, but I think that one would, that would be, that would be an interesting challenge. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm really thinking through that and trying to come up with ideas of, of stories of characters. And um, so that's something that interests me a lot. Right now, the books that you have, it's, it's usually one of the characters is African-American, correct? That is correct. Yes. yes. So, and typically it's, it's the woman. Um, yeah. So I write, I currently have been writing in the multicultural interracial genre, mm-hmm. and I wanted to write stories featuring black heroines that was extremely important to me um, because there are so many books out there's a lack of it right yeah yes and I wanted independent women yeah and I and that was the thing is I wanted to write stories about characters that I related to um and I wanted them to be I had this idea, like I want, I want to see black women fall in love and I want them to be like me and I want, (laughs) I want them to be funny. I want quirky. I want insecure. I, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, there's this belief that all black women, we have to be super strong. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm very, very strong. (laughs) Sometimes I'm not right. And I, and I just feel that it's important to show both sides of that, um, that, you know, I have emotions and I have feelings and my feelings get hurt. Um, so that was the reason why I really, uh, write in that genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have, as women, period, we have a lot of things in common. Mm-hmm. And I think nowadays, there is that sense of us having to be stronger and things like that. And and even this double standards where if we are tough and, and you know, we're, or we're, you know, we're looked at being bossy if we're telling people what to do. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. 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 okay, well, he does it and he's being a manager, but I do it. I'm being bossy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love seeing women in positions of like the CEOs and just mm-hmm. portraying these strong individuals, but that also, again, have emotion. Like you were saying, I mean, we have our good moments just like any other character and mm-hmm. individuals. We have our strong moments and we have our, you know, moments of weaknesses. It's just how we get up that counts. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, these are great characters that you're writing. So I appreciate that. Thank you for doing Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Where do you get the ideas for the stories and the plots and all this fun stuff? Um, gosh. Um, so the plots, like, okay, so for Candy's Crush, um, that was something that had just popped into my head. It was Martin Luther King weekend. And I was like, I want to 
to write a story and I want to write, I read an article about um, there's uh, this cleaning company in Detroit that services only, you know, the Detroit city proper in places and areas where they were having difficulties uh, getting cleaning companies to come in and, um, and service the homes, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. I was like, that's cool. That's a cool business, right? Yeah. And so my mind just kind of wandered like, okay, so I wonder how, what that person would be. And what if she was, there was a daughter and she was extremely innocent and she knew this super rich guy, like, what would that look like? And that's kind of where Candy's crush came in. So, so that's kind of where that idea came from. Um, And so the second book that I wrote, it's a work thing. Um, It, that one came from, I was working at a company that was going public. (laughs) So it was, and then another thing, I'm really, really huge on reading like business journals and like CEO gossip kind of stories. And so I had read some things about um, the CEO of a company called WeWork Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, well, he sounds like a monster to work for. Huh. Maybe I'll add that to the book. <laughs> so that's where that concept came from. <laughs> um, and so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying that's awesome how these ideas are just like answering these, like, what would happen? And ooh, what about this? And oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's and that's pretty much the way it happens too. Um, and so I have a book that comes out on the 18th of May. And this book, this is an interesting book, because this book is, I was supposed to go to on my dream trip to Italy, um, right as the pandemic struck. So I had to cancel everything with the, with the dream trip, right? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, ooh, what if I wrote a story about a character who went to Italy and she met this really, really, really hot older guy? Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, so I wrote his little star and it's a novella. So I was, I had fun with that book. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going May 18th, adding to calendar. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So is, is he Italian? He is Italian. He's Italian native. His name is Matteo. And I wanted him, I was, so I was, it was kind of like, I didn't have enough words. You know, when you're doing a novella, you can't really do like a huge like character arc and Mm -hmm. subplots and everything. So um, I definitely wanted to, at first I was thinking I would do like a daddy kind of story, but then, (laughs) but then that 
Yeah. So then that's he's a king. <laughs> uh, that's a king, right? Yeah. And one day I'm going to go there. Okay. But um, <laughs> but um, for this book, I I ended up just making him an alpha gentleman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really love this book. Yeah. How much is the age gap? Because that's the other thing that people from a um the age gap on this one is 20, 20 years. But I feel like the character, her the heroine, I mm-hmm. feel like she's kind of an old soul herself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And whereas he's he's pretty, he feels young to me. So it it makes sense. And I was like, do I characterize this as an age gap book? Because to me, when I think of age gap, I'm thinking like 19 and 33 and up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, so it is funny how we all have different ideas about some of these tropes and mm-hmm. what they truly mean. Um, mm-hmm. and even some of the, the genres themselves. But like for me, age gap, honestly, it's you know eight years plus difference because mm. I think that's usually where there is a big shift it's almost like at the end of the day when like when you're 15 and he's 20 it's a huge huge age difference it's only five mm-hmm. years it's mm-hmm. only five years but because of mentally where we're at now fast forward and she's 20 and she and he's 25 that's not that yeah. big of a deal but as they start getting that gap keeps growing so that's where I say about eight years Mm-hmm. tends mm-hmm. to be a bit more and then above everything um yeah I like I remember like my parents had a 15 year difference in age oh really yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and nowadays we're getting you know we're holding off on getting married and so we're, people are older mm-hmm. um or mm-hmm. they're younger there's so many different things so mm-hmm. it's uh, that old soul is definitely one that I can relate to <laughs> I was never your typical 20 year old <laughs> yeah and and you know I was I was just thinking like in terms of when you're 26, like I just felt like when I think of a good age gap book, usually it's some super young, um, ripe peach of a girl, you Uh know, that's that's like barely legal. And <laughs> so that's what I think of when I think of age gap, right? And I really enjoy those books. Um, but I, it was like, um, you know, my character, she's got a job. She's working. She's got her own place. Is this really an age gap or is it just or is this just more of an older man and a younger woman, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mr. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds very interesting. And I really hope that one day you'll get to go on your trip and you can say, hey, that's where that scene took place. And ooh, that's where that <laughs> other scene took place. Because you know? that's always yeah. fun when you travel and you know where a book is from, you know, mm-hmm. or based on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know from experience, because there's a couple of books from in New Orleans. And so I was like, oh, that, that's oh. the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? uh- yeah they're always fun so hopefully one day you'll get there and then i'll go one day in italy and say who that's where michelle wrote that book about okay <laughs> that's what it is yay uh-huh. photo saying look where i'm at uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
so we, we have all these different scenes in a book, you know, the first meeting, the, the, that first tension, their first fight, whatever breaks them up, things like that. Even the sex are all these different scenes. What type of scene do you love to write the most? Like, what is your, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> this is going to be good. Um, um, because I think, I think the people who know me most, Mm-hmm. They're like, they already know how I'm going to answer this, but I love writing sex scenes. I love it. And <laughs> love how you said that. <laughs> so some of the feedback has been, ah, the sex scenes are well-written, right? They're like super long and well-written. Well, I, I really enjoy writing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is which is rare because usually for some reason it's the opposite people that a lot of authors are like oh i will insert insert here and then they move on and i'm going i know several people who are like that and i'm like what's wrong with me right right like (laughs) because i don't have any like I'm writing a book right now mm-hmm. and I already have in my head how the sex scenes are going to go down. So before I haven't even like finished plotting out the book, but the sex scenes are already in my head. So I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I'm learning about writing sex scenes, it's not so much about the act itself. Because if you focus it on just the act, you know, insert A into B mm-hmm. and, and maybe, you know, swirl your tongue around C, like when you do that, it can become boring and monotonous, right? Yep. So for me, I try to focus more on the emotions that come from these romantic entanglements right (laughs) um so that's what I enjoy it's more about the emotions and I I am a little bit shy about um extremely explicit sex scenes like there are some people who do it wonderfully and when you read their books it's like I'm blushing my ears are hot like that kind of but I don't know if that would be, that wouldn't feel organic to me. So I write more about the emotions and how the characters um, grow together through the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. That is a very good point because I know that's unfortunately the romance genre, AKA also known as, you know, the, the how do they call it? Porn. You know, romance, like mommy that. porn yeah mommy, mommy porn. porn i hate that term and, i do too yeah and i know that there's erotica which is significantly mm-hmm. more sexual and more and more mm-hmm. act explicit um and then mm-hmm. there's erotic romance which means the mm-hmm. sex scenes are more descriptive but still not erotica mm-hmm. but i think it's important that those conversations about the sexuality and the acts and the consent, as well as Mm -hmm. what's important to both partners is had. And when it comes down to these scenes being written very similar to you, it's, I don't need to have the instructions of where, you know, part A goes into part B, (laughs) 
because <laughs> sex ed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's some basic things that most of us now look, you know, there's when there's different things going on where you're going, oh, that sounds good. A lot of times that I things that I've highlighted haven't been those acts, but maybe something that was said or mm-hmm. the timing mm-hmm. and things like that. So having a good written sex scenes that is not considered a filler, because unfortunately that happens too. Um, yeah, it's important. I'm like, no, really? They were just talking <laughs> <laughs> or they're talking while they are yeah. engaging in coitus yes. as <laughs> children would say, right? <laughs> oh, are you a big Ben theory? Uh-huh. Fan? Oh, I love that yeah. show. Love yeah. it. I am. I, I really am. Yeah, that, <laughs> is, <makes> laugh. <laughs> that is so fun. And it's, it's one of those where I'm like, I really wish it would have just to mess with the, 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 the characters, have mm-hmm. them have be like, go to a romance conference. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sheldon. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Wallowitz would be, he would be all over it, right? Yes, he would be like, oh. but Sheldon would be like demoralized by it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and one of the kind, probably you know, like you said, there will be like, look, they come with instruction manuals. I'm like, yes, that's, that's a book. It's a romance book. Um, you can view it as an instruction manual by all means. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. <laughs> and the girls would be a hoot there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Penny oh, would be all over it. But, oh, yes, uh... yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. See, that would have been a fun one. See, now you kind of have to, like, write that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So if the sex scenes are the ones that you have the easiest and most fun writing, what is the opposite as far as the most difficult scenes for you to write? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Um, I think, well, I do well with the epilogues too, because I really like it. Um, I think the parts that I struggle with are more so the, the, what goes between the meeting and the sex, right? (laughs) Um, yeah, what that those activities that occur within the first time they meet and the sex, that's the hard time. Cause you know, sometimes I'm like, well, why can't they? They just met, but why can't they? <laughs> and the editor's like, no, you can't do that, <laughs> Michelle. No. But it happens in real life no, Michelle, you cannot do that. So that's where I have, that's what takes me the longest, right? Mm -hmm. It's how long do I want these two people who are obviously attracted to each other? How long do I want to make them suffer before, (laughs) (laughs) before they release tension? Got it. So we know Mm -hmm. that you would never write a slow burn then. I have written a slow burn. Can I felt like Candy's Crush was a, a slow burn. Okay. And um, so the funny thing about that was that, you know, I had a friend who is an innocent who <laughs> who walked through who walked through the outline with me. 
And she goes, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, why not? Right. Mm -hmm. Why not at this point in the relationship will we take, um, why wouldn't we take the panties off here? Right. And she's like, no, that's just not realistic. So, so yeah, I would say that the candy's crush book is a slow burn. Um, yeah. Okay. And again, mm-hmm. that's one of those definitions where people are like, that's a slow burn. And that, no, that wasn't, it's everybody kind of has where their yeah. gauge is. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I felt, I felt that it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, depending on what you used to, some people may find it a slow burn, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. That's where it's, I say it's usually, I'm like, it's so one of the reasons why I love romance is there's such a variety mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. when we think this is one and like no well actually it falls into that category too you know I'm like really mm-hmm. and then you have those conversations and you're going oh, I didn't think of it that way mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's great that you know conversation pieces I always say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now that you've written a few books you <laughs> may have realized that we also fall in love with the secondary characters mm-hmm. and we're like so when are they getting a book uh, you've been through that already, right? <laughs> I have been through that already, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, there are several secondary characters in books that I've written that I would absolutely love to write stories about, right? Mm-hmm. And um so so candy in candy's crush she has like this group of girlfriends i would love to write stories about them um in the second book it's a work thing um the main character jasmine she has her her work bestie (laughs) and i would love to write a story about her um but i think what happens is is I have, I don't know if I have the patience to stick with the series. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, like when I'm right now, I can tell you, I have outlines for four books, completely standalone books. <laughs> no ties to any of the previous books I've written and I just I just get bored with it I think (laughs) well there's a lot there's a lot of work that involves too when you're doing a series Mm -hmm. the consistency the continuity the Mm -hmm. you know the why is he now Prince Charming when he was such a dickhead and, you know, all that stuff that you kind of mm-hmm. have to. And then of course, locations. I thought you said that you were here versus there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally understand, mm-hmm. you know, that whole idea of just starting from scratch. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I like envy, maybe not envy, but I admire authors who were able to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I think when it comes to my writing style or inspiration for writing, I'm very 
it's it's really more about like if I find a cool image on one of the the stock sites Mm -hmm. and that can kick me into something else like a new book right yeah and so and and chances are the image that I pick on the stock site does not match any of the descriptions for any of the other characters that I've read. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Frustrating. (laughs) It is frustrating. Uh, That's a whole nother story. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's a, it's a, it's amazing. I love the concept of the stock sites and everything, but sometimes Mm -hmm. like A, they need to get their tags really better because- (laughs) Yeah, I was looking for one thing and I found something else. I'll, I'll send you the photo. Um, but that was not what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> it's like way off. And then of course the diversity and all that stuff that you're, you're trying yeah. to look for is really hard sometimes. Yeah, I get it. But yeah. I also, I love it when the author is really enthusiastic about the story versus feeling that they have to write it because someone wants it. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. some, some authors are great at giving us mm-hmm. everything we want and mm-hmm. they love doing it you know mm-hmm. but we can also sometimes tell when you're mm, okay fine you made it we made you do it okay and that's not a good feeling either you know from a reader yeah. or you guys to have to feel like you're forced to write it because we want it and and that's one thing that I always try to do is I always try to write stories <clears throat> featuring subjects and characters that I love Mm -hmm. and I can honestly say that every single book even the characters that I hate when I read the book Mm -hmm. I pretty much love them (laughs) (laughs) I it's like I I really if it's something that I enjoy reading then that's what I want to release Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. you're a fan of the genre and the concept as well so that's important Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of all the characters that you've written so far that you've created, is there one that you connect with the most and why? Um, yes, I connect the most with there's a character, the main character, her name is Jasmine Carmichael, and she's in It's a War Thing. I connect with her the most. Um, she is an IT consultant. <laughs> who travels for work um she works um in kind of that cyber security space Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I connect the most in in and for the sake of of complete honesty Mm -hmm. that that story probably was my own bit of fan fiction (laughs) because you know it was it happened when I was at work and I well not it happens but I was writing (laughs) and thinking and plotting this book Mm -hmm. when I was in the midst of a security breach so I was leading this effort to kick the bad guys out of a company's network, right? Yeah. So I was stuck in this room with all of these like certified hackers who, ethical hackers who, you know, I, 
when you're stuck in a room with a door, no window, and oh, those command oh, centers are horrible. <laughs> So we call them command centers. Yes, command centers. And I was the only woman in a room filled with all of this male testosterone, right? However, and did you survive? I, I, you know what? It was like at some, like, I think I was on Twitter or somewhere and I kept writing like day three. I'm beginning to identify with my, you know, and it was just, I was like total like developing crushes on people. And I'm like, what, what is going on here? So that's where that book came from. Yeah. Oh, our, our, our wonderful work husbands. <laughs> work husbands. Yes. And I always, you know what? I can always get a work husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's so, so funny. Mm-hmm. It's the other ones that are always a pain in the butt. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. At least when we're, we're done, we're done. <laughs> yeah. I can understand some of that IT stuff when um, the day job, one of the clients that I had was the IT department. And mm. so I know all too well about those lovely command centers where they look mm-hmm. at a conference room. And mm-hmm. of course it's in the middle of the building. So there are no windows. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of screens and all you hear is because you are on the computer. Uh-huh. Yeah. you're looking and, and going I just want a donut <laughs> and, and what they did this is so funny and what they did is they brought in all of these guys with these southern accents right who were not from my area which to me just made them all the more interesting right absolutely because you know someone had like um he had like a Cajun accent and I was like oh wow <laughs> He, he's kind of cute, right? <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, you know, then, and then reason kicked in and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you have so many potential there. You have, you know, you could do a romantic suspense concept there where you're, mm-hmm. you know, saving the world and you have the office romance as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I know I probably should use some of that mm-hmm. and, and write another plot outline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> like I need more of those. <laughs> That's what you all say. Okay. I don't feel bad for you anymore. After the years of doing this, I know it. You guys are always <laughs> plotting. Um, there, there's, a, there's a reason why that cup exists that says, you know, don't piss off an author. They will add you as a uh-huh. character and kill you off. It's because mm-hmm. you guys do that. Um, yeah. but you're always yeah. plotting and that's why you people watch. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun gig when, you, you know, if you do it, you know, mm-hmm. all these potential ideas that we can come up with and then you're writing it out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, hacking and bringing in these uh, ethical hackers, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it for a good cause. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. The plots that could develop out of those. I know. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're going into the whole concept of you've written the stories they're in paperback and eBooks and stuff like that, but you're like, hey, let's have it in audio. How did that come about? Ooh. Um, so last year I was in a rut, um, you know, just the whole 
the pandemic, I was just really in a state of uncertainty. I started a new job, which came along with um, some pretty, some pretty high um, certification things that I had to go through. So I wasn't writing anything. And so I was like, okay, so since I'm not writing, what can I do, um, you know, to, to bring in some revenue, right? Mm-hmm. So I chose an audiobook, and it was, it was, it, the process itself was almost too perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the narrators are Lacey Laurel and Connor Craig. And for me, when I heard the voices, like it was, it just made sense. Um, so I went ahead and jumped into the audiobook world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and never looked back. And never <laughs> looked back. <laughs> so Connor Craze is a, a bit of a, you know, now he's been doing this for almost two years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's relatively about this time last year, he was a guest and it was, you know, he only had a couple of books out and then it, things exploded, which is a good thing in this case. Yeah, um, yeah. How did you, was he, did you cast him or had you heard him before? Same thing with Lacey. <laughs> and then how does that go about for you? Um, so um, I posted um, the the script out on ACX, which mm-hmm. is um, Amazon's exchange uh, where you can find a uh, narrator. So I posted the script for Candy's Crush on that site. Mm-hmm. Lacey read for it. I felt that her voice was perfect for, for the heroine uh, Candy. And she said, you know, I know someone who does a really fabulous Southern accent. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I'd like to listen to him, right? Mm -hmm. And when I heard him, it was me and my mother, we were in the room together and he read like the first two sentences and my mother goes, he's it, reach (laughs) out to him, tell him he's got the job. (laughs) Way to go, mom. I know, she's very decisive, decisive. I may start calling her then. And to be honest, it was like, I could not believe what he did. Like, it was incredible. I was like, did I write? Like, I was listening and doing the review. I was like, did I write this? Yes, (laughs) you did. And I was like, he did such an incredible job. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, it was only supposed to take like six or seven hours to listen to, but it took me like a whole weekend because I had to take pauses at some parts because it was just a bit too much for me. I was like, I need to breathe and ban myself, right? I need a moment. (laughs) I need a moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. He's got a great voice, a very great voice. It's okay. Just kidding. Oh yeah, he, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna send me a text like, "Excuse me," and like, "What? I ain't saying." 
it's fun messing with them. I love it. Um, (laughs) So now that, you know, you have this one in audio and I know that you're going to be coming out with more because we want them in audio and you love them in audio. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see that you're, do you see yourself listening to your own books? I mean, you had to listen to this one, but was it like how bad I think some people authors will say it was torturous because they're my words. How was it for you? That experience? Oh, it was torturous. Like that's part, that's another part of the reason it took me so long was just because it was, I was so uncomfortable with it. And like, I, it was over Labor Day weekend when Mm -hmm. I did the review and I just kept sending text messages to people. And I was like, like, I'm really having a hard time with this. I'm like literally sitting underneath the table with my fingers in my ears because it was just, it was just, I mean, I think what happens is anytime you listen, you, you know, through the process of writing and gaining that muscle, you always learn something. With each book, I've learned so much and I feel like I've grown leaps and bounds, right? Mm -hmm. So when I listen back to the old stuff, it's like, ah, I could have done that better. But I think to people who aren't close to it, mm-hmm. they don't have or share that same feeling. Like I was, people love it. People mm-hmm. love that book. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'm too hard on myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the hardest part. Oh yeah. No. Just listening, especially when the sex scenes, I'm like, who wrote this? Did I write this? You know? so, He's so, yeah. saying what again? I know. It's like, what? Who, who is this old smutty girl? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, we are our worst critics. And we are. that's also why it's important to have that group of individuals that will tell you, yes, it's great because it is. And also will tell you, Girl, you know I love you, but um, <laughs> I gotta work on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because that's important too to have those individuals that are honest with you and not, you know, put you, you know, help you set up for, you know, success. You know, not for yeah, fear. that is so important. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that's incredibly difficult to come by mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. that level of honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it. It's it's very rare. Mm. Unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. very rare. And there is also a level of self-awareness <laughs> of not being jealous for that person and being envious of their success. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay to have that moment of like, oh man, why not me? But then dumping it and moving on and having those conversations. Um, I also find it very helpful to come up with a code. Um, mm-hmm. So when I, when I say to someone, you know, I love you. <laughs> that means that they're, that's code for mentally prepare yourself. I'm going to say something what? that you may not like, yeah. but yeah. I love you. So I'm going to tell you because no one else will. Yeah. And and you know what? I've heard that phrase before. I've said that phrase before. So I am no stranger to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. (laughs) It's important. You know, a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but even with the heroes and the heroines, we get mad at them when we're reading or listening to the story because if they would have just told each other, you know, if they would have just talked, if they would have just communicated, 
Um, granted, we probably wouldn't be having the story, but anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> it would have not have been that bad. 10 years would not have been wasted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it, even in life, uh, it's important to have those individuals. Again, hard to come by. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you find them, treasure them. Um, still looking for mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is a very good you had a great entry into the audiobook world. Um, people were loving your stories. The narrators were phenomenal. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's one book right now. Are you planning on getting more of your books in audio? Yes. I, <laughs> I would love to get the Italian um, book, His Little Star. Mm-hmm. I would love to get that one in audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I, I am, I have enough armor and calluses on me to where I could actually listen to that one, uh, for my own personal reading or listening pleasure. Nice. So I really want to do that one in audio. Cool. And that's something we'll, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. And that's something that, you know, I'm looking into and exploring right now. Awesome. Do you find yourself now writing more for audio perspective than, than typical writing? I know there's a difference sometimes, you know, there is a difference. Um, so one thing I had to do, um, with Candy's crush before, um, before we even began to recording was I had to send it to someone to do like proofreading and we cut so many like fillers and all of those things out of the text and what I learned there is I learned a huge lesson with that so I do write now for audiobook um, lesson learned Mm -hmm makes it easier for later Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. these stories that you're writing do you kind of like have voices in mind as far as the the narrators that now when you're writing it in that person's pov that you're you hear them or is that not there yet (laughs) no i i have very distinct voices in mind when i'm writing okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I won't put you on the spot and ask you what they are. <laughs> so, I mean, for I think so. The heroine, her name is Naomi. Um, she's really, really smart. Um, she's a little bit sassy. She's from New York City, mm-hmm. so I I would definitely like um, that voice, a more mature, not a youthful voice, but, um, you know, just a mature voice. Mm -hmm. And for him, he has to have a very, very sexy Italian accent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, from a listener perspective, when we are told that the character is from New York or they're from, you know, yeah. New, they're from New yeah. Orleans and they have the accent mm-hmm. or they're from Italy, fill in the blanks location. There is an accent there. And mm-hmm. then we listen and we're, and we're like, we're going to hear an accent. Going to hear, ah, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, it happened, so, but, so, you know, with Candy's crush, like 
that one, you can do like a yet type, you know, a yet type of accent for a New Orleanian, you know, Uptown has a certain mm-hmm. accent and, you know, each section of the city has a different accent right Mm -hmm. but it's also you have to make it where someone who is unfamiliar it can't be too deep right into the accents you have to make it a little bit more I guess for lack of a better term standardized you know yeah um because I was thinking I was like yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really foresee the character as having, you know, a super Cajun accent. So I think let's just make it standard, a standard Southern accent, maybe put um, some inflections on some of the words, uh, but not too deep (laughs) into it, right? Yeah, no, it totally works that way too. I think that sometimes the narrators, when they get that input from the author is great. And I and I believe that the authors are getting a lot better at providing those important mm-hmm. notes to the narrators mm-hmm. before they start recording. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a lot helpful from a timing perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's it's when that disconnect of when one of the narrators does the accent and the other one does not, or there is no accent at all. And I'm going, I thought y'all said he was Southern. You know? mm-hmm. So those are where those disconnects sometimes happen. And it could really take you out of the book. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. So that's again, mm-hmm. all about the conversation that one has and having the narrators and the authors work together from that perspective. It's, it's important, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see, where are we? Sorry. <laughs> talking with my hands and I looked away and I'm like where the hell did I leave off there it is um the it's the Italian sorry I talk with my hands okay yeah <laughs> good thing I don't do pro- this is why I don't do videos um uh, <laughs> I would be a mess on video yeah I know I'd be worried about my hair like if it's standing up or uh-huh. in one corner and it'd be like no that's not a visual tick that I need right now um <clears throat> when you're not working what do you do for fun Mm, okay what do I do for fun um so at a different time in our lives I was an avid traveler mm-hmm. um I love I usually I have a formula for a formula for what makes me happy in terms of the experiences I have to have during the year so I know I have to take at least one international trip a year I have to see the beach once a year. Like I have to have that vitamin C. Um, I like to take small junkets to like, I'm not very far from Chicago. So we usually drive to Chicago a couple of times a year of the year. And I have to go to Vegas at least once a year. (laughs) So, so that's, um, that's one part of it is I really enjoy um, travel. Mm-hmm. Another thing that brings me a lot of joy is I'm one of those Peloton riders. So I enjoy riding the bike. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Um, what else do I like to do? I enjoy like home decorating, like all things related to HGTV. Mm. I love it. And um, I also like to spend a lot of time with my family and my friends and drink. I, I enjoy a good cocktail. Ooh, what's your favorite <laughs> cocktail? Ooh, I love mojitos. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That ginger beer. Well, that's not the mojitos. Wait a minute, scratch that. Not the ginger beer. <laughs> that's that's the other one, the Moscow mules. So I, yeah, I like those too. <laughs> Do you find yourself that you're more of a cocktail girl or that you're doing more of the beers or the wines? I am a cocktail girl. I rarely drink beer the only time I drink beer is like a corona um with like chips and guac so (laughs) that's the only time I really drink beer and wine yeah I only do that like during the holidays Mm -hmm. I'll have glass glasses of wine with dinner or socially but I if I'm going out I'm going to get a cocktail okay and your go-to cocktail you said was then the mojito. The mojitos, yes. Yeah. Is it the regular kind of mojitos or do you get more, like there's always these fancier, different It's flavors. the regular kind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make one of those. I think I have mm-hmm. the ingredients to do all that. I have to. Mm-hmm. Usually I stick with margaritas or Bahama Mamas and tequila mm-hmm. sunrise are my three that I usually go to for, but I'm and- trying to expand. And I love margaritas mm-hmm. on the rocks, salted rim, like, and I want like a gigantic one <laughs> that has like the premium tequila and the, um, I, I, I just have to have a big margarita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that leaves me like, what's your favorite tequila then? Um, favorite is, you know, I like Patron. I got sick off of Cabo Wabo. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid that one, like the plague, as if it makes a difference, right? But, no, actually um, it does, surprisingly. It does? There's, yes, there's different types of sugars and there's different kinds of plants that it comes from or the areas. And so there's some people that cannot do certain types of margaritas. You know, they mm-hmm. love the, the tequila, excuse me, because mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do like the Patron. That's my favorite. Okay. You're going to have to try the Milagros one. That's to okay. me my favorite. Um, plus pretty blue bottle. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but I like it because it's nice and smooth and it doesn't mm. give you that bit of that aftertaste that some of the tequilas can do sometimes where you're going yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. yeah, no, that doesn't have that. And so y'all, that means you gotta be careful with it, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you should try that one one day and I'll look oh. into making a murder and I'll look to make a mojito and then I'll post it on there. Mm-hmm. See Michelle, what you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a great formula that you have for travel. That what makes you happy. You said, right. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. come up with that? Um, I just feel like, well, first of all, like, I spend more time if we're going international, I spend a lot of time in like museums. So that kind of quenches the thirst for knowledge. But if I really truly want to relax, there's nothing like the sound of the waves hitting the shore. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, after a beach vacation, I just feel like huge weights are lifted from my shoulders. Like it's, it's really a true relaxation. Mm. Nice. Mm -hmm. We all need to do that kind of like assessment and say, what will make us, well, what's that formula that's going to make us happy for the year Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to add that to my list of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good idea. Um, <laughs> if you could have any animal, any animal, so not just domesticated, but any animal as a pet, what would it be and why? It would be a dog. I am a dog lover. Um, I, I, growing up, I always wanted to have a dog and I never got one. (laughs) And so when I became an adult, I got my first dog Mm -hmm. and I went to the rescue place and, you know, you've heard the phrase, he was the one who rescued me. Um, so I got my first dog and the best, he is the most chill, dog there ever is he is extremely quiet he's he's a little bit stubborn but I like that about him his name is Rooney Mm -hmm. and um it's just that's my favorite animal I and I'm also the local dog catcher (laughs) so like maybe three or four weeks ago I saw this cute little bitty dog just walking along the side the sidewalk and so of course I went to the neighborhood app or whatever it's called and I found out that my neighbor across the street had lost her dog so it became my newest project to help her find her dog. And we were successful. He was in like the woods that back my house. He mm-hmm. was back in there. So we got him. That's good. <laughs> That's nice. That's a happy ending that we need to have more of. <laughs> no, I can relate. Again, the, the doggies are always like, hey, babe, I'm going, God, I already have five. I can't take another one. <laughs> yes, I know. Mm-hmm. I expect that dogs are great pets. I mean, they're, and they're great companions and stuff like that. I know that some people like to do the, like I, I would always say, maybe like a black panther or a cheetah. Oh. I tend to go more for the exotic cats, you know? Yeah. But because um, they can be in the house. Otherwise, it'd be a dolphin and, you know, like, but then that's more requirements. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that interesting. <laughs> you know, hey, you have. There are so many varieties of dogs and they each have their own personality that sticks to the breed and does not stick to the breed. And that in itself is entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. And when you find one that just saves you, that is all that you need, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but it's, you know, it's a good question and I like getting the answers and it says a lot. <laughs> Speaking of those kind of questions that says a lot, what's your favorite word? Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you what your favorite curse word is. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite curse word is shit. Okay. Um, Because, you know, I I can add shit to any word. Like, I'm a huge, like, I will say, 
that's just some old goofy shit or that's some dumb shit or that's some fucked up shit, you know? So (laughs) I can always come up with like a way to make shit much more interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite word um, (laughs) is is cake. (laughs) Cake. Cake is very important. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any particular kind of cake that you like prefer to? Um, <laughs> so cake? Yeah, I know it's just cake. Um, cake. I like, I like cake, like lemon, lemon tasting cake. Okay. So yeah, with lemon frosting, mm. lemon filling. I, I love that. That's probably the only kind of cake that I eat is lemon oh. cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the sweet with the salt, with the, the sour. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. well now i know what to make next time we hang out <laughs> yeah yeah yep what song do you have to sing along with when you hear it Ooh. <laughs> and dance um beyonce's drunken love no matter where I am, if I hear that song, I'm going to sing. And then I like that part where she does the surfboard. Like mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite parts. So mm-hmm. yeah, that song. <laughs> nice. So dance and sing, huh? Dance and sing. Regardless I'm, of where you're at. <laughs> I'm not a great dancer at all, but I do get like an A for effort. So Of course. That's all you do in life. <laughs> you know, it's all the effort. That's what counts. It's what the effort you mm-hmm. put behind it. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that um, some of your friends might be listening to this and we'll add that song and then just because I would I would be that friend that I would add that song to my phone and just be walking around and just start blasting it to see what you do. Because I am that friend. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, get the dirty looks and like, oh, wait until Baypack. I'm like, it's okay. For the moment, it was fun. (laughs) Speaking of fun. We have a new game that we're playing with our guests. It's called Two Truths and a Lie, where you, our guest, tells us three things about yourself. And we had to figure out which ones are the truth and which is a lie, hence the name. And I like to think that the listeners are playing along with me and you guys will let us know in the comments how you guys did. So if you're ready to tell us what your three things are. (laughs) The first one, I went from the kindergarten to the second grade. I visited St. Croix twice and I am the youngest of four kids. Man, these are all going to be hard. (laughs) You like to travel, but the key word there is that you've been there twice. And then Mm -hmm. you have that, you know, we have siblings, but now are you the youngest? And then you're smart and very possible for a lot of people to go into that skipping into the, you know, kinder to second grade, Mm -hmm. man. Ah, okay. I'm going to say that the youngest of four kids is a lie. No. That's the truth. Okay. That's the truth. Okay. So let's see. What else then? Let's see. (laughs) Visiting St. Croix twice is the lie. That is correct. Uh-huh. Aha. I was thinking that was it. I should have gone with my gut. See? <laughs> Got it. See? Okay, cool. So you've mm-hmm. been there once at least, or has it been more than once or more I've than twice? Never been, 
And you I know. want to go so bad. Oh, okay. Oh, so you uh, even made that. it more. Di- Look at you, sneaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's on your list of when all this stuff happens and we're over with for you to travel, right? Yep. Okay. Definitely. Cool. And you are the youngest of the, of the four then? I am the youngest of the four. Wow. And I did go, I, I spent one week in kindergarten and was transferred to the first grade and then ended up in the second grade. So I was 16 years old when I graduated from <gasps> high school. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. And I know it might be, it might have been a little bit tough too, because of that age difference. A lot of your friends, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I'm a, well, majority of my, <laughs> my friendships that I had were my age. So I didn't, yeah, I had a couple of friendships in my class, but a majority of my friends were like my age. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I had a friend in high school that we were all like 18, 19 senior year, and she was just turning 16. And yeah. so when we would try to go places, we're going, oh, you're not old enough. Um, oh, or never... the or the curfews, like we were sending, sending out a little bit longer, but she had to be home by a certain time frame because she was 16. You know? yeah. yeah, that was the worst part. But in terms of going places, like I was always... Like I was always out and about. <laughs> um, it, I mean, the only time that it really got bad was in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to, I had to myself be a little bit more uh, cognizant of where I was and where I was trying to go. I mean, it didn't stop me from getting a fake ID so I could go to the clubs <laughs> with my friends. But um, <laughs> I mean, I just had to be aware of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> she casually says that I still got it. <laughs> oh yeah. I, mean, I still have my fun, right? That's yeah. how you that's why you go to college. Exactly. Be, uh, besides the whole education thing is definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, fun, <laughs> trumped, fun trumped everything yeah. at that time in life. Is it does. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go, can you tell us what your current, I know we talked about it a little bit, but can you tell us a little bit more about what you're working on and what's coming up next for you? Oh, yeah. So I guess I'll go ahead and just break it here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am currently working on a book for uh, V. Keelan and Vanilla, uh, Penelope Ward's Cocky Hero Club. So I'm writing a book called Charming Hotshot. And it takes place in one of my favorite cities, Miami, Florida. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Say that because I was born and raised there. (laughs) Oh, I love Miami. I'm going to Miami. Yeah, when? In July. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good time to go. Just be careful with the hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the Charming Hot Shots is coming out. You're you're writing it, you said, right? writing it and it has to go through of course you know quality review process from 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 the cocky hero club group Mm -hmm. um so i don't have a date but Mm -hmm. i'm targeting um end of summer to have it all turned in so Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about this book okay 
Mm-hmm. That project, and, he, and I know you're writing that novella. Is that finished already? That's coming out that May 18th. Yep. Yeah, it's finished. It's uploaded. It's ready to go. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you're working on, or are you just are you are you still plotting things? <laughs> I'm always plotting things. It you know it's just kind of a running thing it's something will come up and it's like ah that's a Christmas story so yeah constantly plotting (laughs) well you keep us in the loop I know that you have been great at social media and telling us what's going on because we love like I said adding this information to our calendars and just uh and we're also the ones that we'll bust out with so hey how's that going because we'll ask um (laughs) but um but thank you for sharing that and I'm looking forward to that uh, cocky hero um book charming hot shots charming hot shots mm-hmm. safe care miami huh yes yeah yes. Oh, to let us know more about that <laughs> later when you can because i don't want to get you in trouble either with your the other people yeah. from that yeah but mm-hmm. hey only fun can happen in that city that's for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you michelle for being my guest for this year's audiobook loving series Thank you for having me, Viviana. I've had such a great time. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. Um, And everyone, thank you for hanging out with us. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode and the series. And until next time, happy listenings. Bye. (laughs) The Audiobook Lovin' Podcast has special Patreon incentives. Join today to receive early access to podcast episodes, exclusive content with our guests, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobooklovin'. Thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to this series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program.